your spelling y o u apostrophe r e a contraction of you are listening to the action figure blues podcast episode number 146 for the week of wednesday the 10th of december 2014 i'm ben and capably assisting me this evening are scott and john this episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. For your listening pleasure, we have three terrific toys of the week. The DC Collectibles Batman Black and White Jay Lee statue, the Funko Legacy Magic the Gathering Ajani Gold Main action figure, and the McFarlane Toys Assassin's Creed Altair action figure. gents it feels like it's been ages how are we good tired (laughs) (laughs) oh i miss when people used to say radiant radiant yeah well if the if the if the uh radiant person would ever make time for us again then someone could be radiant again hint hint hint. (laughs) let's start with the the good guy then and what's happening scotty i'm the good guy Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Our house got Christmas today. Ah, oh, yes. We have a family tradition of the first Saturday of December is uh, the Christmas. I don't know how you say it. When the house gets Christmased. Christmas, yeah, yeah, yep. gets, all, gets all festive. Yeah. Yes, so that was all fun. And uh, the eldest is out at a party so the youngest got to decide dinner she decided that she wanted to well quote unquote make vegetarian lasagna with me which she did actually help for a little while but i i mostly did it well as long as it turned out right yeah are you as ocd with like you know like making dinner as you are with us yeah yeah i figured i yeah well we did it all from scratch like we made our own sauce um try grilled the vegetables on the barbecue um it was actually beautiful but it's a normally when i make it i do the sauce like the day before um because it's a lot to do all at once so well she did actually help for a while then she got distracted that's okay so (laughs) make your own pasta no (laughs) no that's one thing i am happy to buy i bought fresh lasagna though not instant so um, Good on you. Yeah, it was yummy. Although it nearly um, uh, bubbled over in the oven, which then oh, yes. gotten me in big trouble with the um, domestic coordinator. <laughs> but we survived. But yeah, no, I've been good all all home and working. And kids finished the school year this week, and so they're happy and everyone's happy. Yay! Yay! Excellent. What about you, Mister Tide? Um, I'm here. I I got to work on a car later today, but that's about it. Work on a car I've, sounds a bit ominous. I've had, I've had no heat for a while now, so. Oh, and that's bad in the weather that you're in. At the uh, moment, I was going right? to say, yeah, yeah, you're in the wrong kind of the year for that. Yeah. yeah. So once again, I've got to go change a heater core, which is a big job because you got to pull is, the dash out. 
I was going to say, you have to pull out half a dash just to get to it. Oh, no, i got to pull out the whole dash to get to it. Outstanding. Yeah. I think I'm just too old and lazy now. Like oh, I, I think I'd, I'd just sell a car. <laughs> I want to get maybe one more year out of it. So. <laughs> this car, uh, yes, the um, windshield's very uh, dirty, so I'm just going to sell it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. What do you mean it's out of petrol? <laughs> I just need a new one. It's like you know those rich businessmen that you know wear a fresh white business shirt every day and then throw it out. Yeah. 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 Huh? Who does that? People do. Rich people. Rich people. Well, I guess. How about you, Ben? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, wow. What was the highlight? Uh, Going to Miss Six's end of year school concert. <laughs> oh, oh, by Crom. That was agony. That was agony. You know, Aside from- you're going to have to, like, you know, earn, earn a little bit more, uh, a few more um, parenting sitting through bad concert stripes before I can sympathize with you. Ah, I just can't. You have only just begun. (laughs) Yep. If you want to really understand what that's like, put your kids into calisthenics. Because they have these, like, competitions where you go and you sit for hours. You have to pay to get in. You can't leave in between, you know, things. You sit for hours to watch your child dressed up to look like every other child. So they can't even tell which one is your child. March around aimlessly for three minutes. Yeah. It is truly true torture. I I think what was um, the the worst part about this is... We've had weather here recently where um, it's been well, it's been about thirty degrees Celsius. So what's that in Fahrenheit? I don't know. It's the one I can't convert. It's about like eighty, eighty-five to you know ninety degrees Fahrenheit. But we've had rain, so the humidity has just been appalling. And because the the school she goes to is fairly large, the only way they can um, handle the, the capacity of, you know, parents and that coming to watch the, the concert is to do it in the gymnasium. And they've got a pretty big gymnasium. So we're in this huge room. There was no air con, no fans. Everyone's just sitting there slowly sweating <laughs> to death. And uh, Miss Six was the in the third group. And she came out, did her thing, and was gone in about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I went, I just turned to Mrs. Shake and I'm like, that's it. That was that's what we've heard all about for the last month. She comes home every day and tells us about it, and that that was it, gone, done. <laughs> and I'm looking at the program, and she was third on, and there was about 25 more to go. Yep. And I just went, uh, uh, <laughs> do I fake a heart attack? Like you know, <laughs> thinking with the weather, I think I was on on the way to having an actual heart attack anyway. So it was um, yeah, pretty miserable. <sighs> So, uh, I'm glad they're just an annual thing. Yeah, we we um, our, the highlight of of our year is the uh, like instrumental music concert, where you know because the kids do piano or whatever, and then you go and you have to listen to everyone's kid play piano badly, not just yours. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really, really fun, really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should get on to the good stuff then. Okay. Let's talk about some articulated news. 
Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Scotty's going to kick us off. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Mattel 2015 subscription offerings, one of which was the Masters of the Universe minis, and they have now announced that that did not reach its goal and so will not be going ahead. So the the Club Eternia um, classic lineup is still going ahead, but the... Oh, maybe not. Well, it says Battle for Eternia will continue with our awesome 2015 classics lineup, so I guess it will. Um, but the little minis, which are actually quite cute. Um, yeah, they're not bad. No, not going ahead. So, I, you know, I, I think that is actually uh, an indictment on um, just how they've handled their customer base because you would have to think that um, unless they had really high margins on that, that there should be enough message of the universe fans to get those over the line. Yeah. If they had put those in stores, they wouldn't have sold. You reckon? Oh yeah. Sorry. Did you say you can't believe? Yeah. I can't believe that they wouldn't want to put those, you know, if they put those in stores. I, I can't. Somebody like Toys R Us would have bought those. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I think particularly when you know we always come back to this, like they're not paying anybody licensing for this property; they own it. So you know why they don't um, have enough, I guess, faith in it to even put that out at retail is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's certainly something that we've never really followed up. I, I don't remember um, in you know many of the Ask Maddies or anything like that as to what their reasoning was that they couldn't get Masters of the Universe classics and, and related stuff into bricks and mortar stores. Yeah, um, I think you know they they gave us the spiel and we just couldn't be bothered challenging it, and that's the way it went. Yep, yep. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think probably that the. Uh, 2015 Club Attorney, I think, would have to be the end. Um, and maybe this needs to, the property needs a bit of a rest. Um, yeah. Well, I think most people who are actually subbing to the the Motu stuff, even they're tired. I think the only reason people are going for the next sub is it's like, oh, it'll probably be the last one. You know, I'll, I'll get a few more figures, one or two decent ones, and uh, and then that'll be it. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone who's, you know, bouncing off the walls going, oh, I just, I just can't wait for another year. Huh. Yeah, so that's the Mattel news. I'm just ready for Maddie Collector and to just die and go away, to be honest. Mm, so. I can't be too far off it. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, then some Sideshow and Hot Toys news. There is, they have solicited a uh, one-six scale Shadow Trooper um, Hot Toys, Star Wars, New Hope. Uh, now, I'm so confused. Which one? Which one are these? Are these? What do they do? The black ones. 
the Shadow Troopers. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that they've ever really featured prominently in the movies. They're, they're more of a sort of post-movie expanded universe type thing. Yeah. Okay, good. So I don't have they're to... They're like commandos, this. I think. I think. Mm. But what's weird is I don't remember them being Sand Trooper-based. No. Kind of unusual. I mean, it doesn't look like there's a lot different here. It looks like they've just taken the opportunity to, um, you know, recast the Stormtrooper, add a few bits. Sure. And, yeah. and, and pimp it as something different. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought my Star Wars knowledge was failing me, but um, there you go. So if you like the white ones, you can have the black ones as well. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. He's got he's got the pauldrons and he's got extra ammo pouches, it looks like. So. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It says it's a Hot Toys exclusive. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah. I mean, originally the Hot Toys exclusives you know they pimped them through a couple of different conventions around the world oh yeah and okay. and, and some of the, like the I know the early predators there was a couple that were like that and they were incredibly difficult to get yeah. um but it's been years now since they've released some of these exclusives that weren't easy to come by okay. uh, i think they're they're sell through based through places like big bad toy store etc are just so big that they're you know silly not to so huh. i was actually quite impressed by the price I mean, this guy's two hundred and twenty bucks. Uh, I, I don't know why. Impressed? Is well, I just, good? I just think that's a hideously high price for oh, a figure that didn't actually require much yeah. in the way of tooling. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nothing to reuse. Yeah, well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, this well, is this is the. I suspect that we can um, expect a lot of this. You know, in terms of the easy things that are easy to reproduce in in some way, but I'm happy to skip this one. Well, it's not like we could order it from Sideshow anyway. Ah, uh, no, no. Um, and then from the big things to the teeny tiny things, uh, we have some Marvel Mini Mates news. There was a Infinity poll, um, fan poll for the Diamond Select Mini Mates, and the results have been announced. And four that got made it in are uh, Thanos, um, Spacesuit Captain America, Armored Hulk, and Thane. Now, I can't remember who the other two were that missed out. Uh, Ronan. Oh. Who ends up in one of the, the two packs. I, I call bollocks on this one. Okay. No, no person on this planet voted for Captain America in his space, space suit. suit. Oh, the other one was the Mark 38 um, armor Iron Man. So, whatever. Mm. Yeah. There yeah, are. Ronan was sorry. in the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy sets too, though. Yeah. But yes. probably not a comic. That might be why he's not in that four pack. No, but he was pretty close. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, um, if you are a Minimate person, you'd be interested in that. And then there is the announcement of um, Wave 19 of the Minimates, which is uh, includes those two that didn't make it into the four-pack, Armored Iron Man, Ronan the Accuser, as well as uh, Anti-Sinister 6 Spider-Man. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's from a specific storyline. Okay. Which will come payback with... Payback Wolverine. Yeah. So Anti-Sinister 6 Spider-Man will come with Mysterio. Payback Wolverine, I don't know what that is, will come, <laughs> will come with the Sentinel. And Quicksilver will come with the Vision. 
kind of odd that they went for a Sentinel in that scale. Yes. I think they've done one before. They've done a big one. Uh-huh. There's a know. big they've one. They've done another little one before. Mm. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a is wave that, without a theme, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that Spider-Man the superior Spider-Man? No, no. It's Hello, actually from... It's um, Anti-Sinister 6 Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was wearing like a helmet. Um, huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to, <laughs> hard to describe. Oh. Okay, sorry, I blew it up a little bit. It's, like it's like, you know, he was in the White Freedom Foundation and then there was the oh, yeah. the, the big, was it the big time Spider-Man, the green one? It was just from a specific storyline. So. I like the Mysterio head, though. Yeah, it looks pretty neat, doesn't it? It's like a little marble or something. Yeah. I, I um, love the Mysterio design. You know, like it's such a, mm. a kind of corny um, thing by today's standards, but so fun. The Bowen Mysterio statue is one of my uh, want list things that um, there was one for ages in Comics R Us in Melbourne that I kept thinking, someday I'm going to say to them, you know, it's been sitting there for years. How would you take <laughs> this for it? And then, of course, now it's gone. <laughs> Someone else probably did. That's <laughs> yeah, always the way. Yeah. Well, that was very cheap news for me because I'm not buying mm. anything I just reported on. Um, maybe I'll buy something that John's reporting on. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to buy the first item. You might, but um, is it a fresh off of it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Good. Sadly, I think we're maybe three, four months before we get some lab it. Anyway, okay. So. But we'll see. Uh, fresh off his hot. Uh, Appearance in a Honda commercial. It is Skeletor, <laughs> and this time, pop culture shock is bringing us to him. Bringing him to us is a quarter scale statue. So, uh, you know, if you've ever wanted a giant Skeletor for your family room, this is the the choice. I think it's great. I think it looks. I mean, I won't be buying it, but I still think it looks fantastic. See, I I don't think that the head. It doesn't really look like Skeletor to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just it doesn't... Look, yeah. It looks like the animated Skeletor is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe if his jaw was closed, he'd look That's, a lot closer. I think that might be it. I think it's the open jaw I'm not really loving. I don't know. Well, if you get the exclusive version... Does exclusive have a closed jaw? You have <laughs> choices. Oh, swap out. Oh, see, jaws open, jaws closed. Now, I'm not loving this. I mean, not that I'm, I'm not a Skeletor connoisseur by any means, but this doesn't and, and really... three weapons. Well, there you go. His sword's not the power sword, though. Dun, no. That's kind of odd. Dun. How tall is this statue? Uh, surely they say how tall. 21 oh, yeah, and a half inches. I, I do like the base. He's kind of like on a stone base with some lava underneath it. Looks like Snake Mountain, maybe. Mm. Mm. I think they've been doing really well with this line. I think this is about the fifth figure in in the line. I mean, we've had He-Man, Man-at-Arms. I think the Beast Man was there a while back. Um, so they're, they're obviously, you know, if you were interested in getting the whole line, it's nice to see them actually cranking more statues out. You know what I think it, I'm just sorry. I know what I think it is, is that... Um, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, that's my profound. I was just kind of flicking back and forth. I did a Google image search of, for Skeletor, flicking back and forth, and I can't really criticize it. Like, it is actually pretty good, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I wonder, I mean, 
obviously the pictures we're seeing are really well lit for that face. I'd be kind of curious to see like somebody's picture of that because I wonder with all the depth, how that plays, is it painted black and then something applied, you know, okay. pieces over front of it. Got it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the I mean, inside of his jaw. Yeah, his yeah. hood. Hmm. Oh, well, you can, uh, you know, wait till uh, fourth quarter 2015 and maybe see it in person. How exciting. Yeah. Or I can spend three hundred and sixty dollars for the exclusive one, and decisions, decisions. Though um, pop culture shock do do that um, discount if you order if you join up with them and order directly from their website. I'm actually impressed that you know the exclusive. What do we say? It had two switch out jaws and three weapons. It's only twenty bucks more if you get the exclusive. Mm. So, yeah, that's something. Um, the pop culture shock um, exclusives are. And you're, they're not like the sideshow ones that's you know same price if you get in, but they're not a hugely uh, different in price. Yeah, I think it's frustrating with the solicitations that you see for things like this. They don't give any credit to the sculptors. Like I'd like to know who's actually doing this line. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, we hmm. should um we should reach out to them. Should they should chat to us? Yeah. No, they should reach out to us. Well, they really should. <laughs> Right. All right. What else you got, Mr. Nerd? Well, um, NECA, our good friends, they are coming out with an 8-inch exclusive. Is it an exclusive? No, sorry. An 8-inch retro, you know, one of those Mego-type figures, of Snake Plissken, who is from Escape from New York. And uh, this one looks pretty well outfitted. He's got the leather jacket, um, which I don't think we've seen any pictures of before. Looks like a fair amount of armament, Uzi, gun, extra hand, a watch, and a bracelet, maybe. Uh, pretty good-looking figure. Yeah, it's iPad. not a bad likeness, given that it's you know it's meant to have that whole retro feel. It's still pretty obvious who it is. Yeah. says, And he's got his tattoo, so. And the, <laughs> um, the weapons are actually screen accurate, too. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's good to see that he's got all the weapons that he should and the, the bracelets and stuff, because sometimes on these size figures you don't see that. But I'm actually thinking this is a film that I have not seen all the way through, at least. <laughs> really? I, I quite enjoyed it. I remember seeing it at the drive-in when I was a wee lad. Oh, really? The drive It's Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know I've said before I don't really get um, this sort of toy but i think this is a property that actually makes sense at being produced like this because it's kind of in a vintage where that almost could have happened yeah Um, yeah. it makes more sense to me than a modern property absolutely and i think it's interesting because you never seem to see anything else from from this license except for snake it's like you know it's it's almost as if every other character was just forgettable so they'll just keep doing snake plissken stuff i can't remember any other characters from that movie yeah, or the second movie. I'm going to remember okay. Peter Fonda. And, uh, I've never seen the second one. It's pretty good. It's, I mean, you know, it is what it is. What, what is it called? Escape from New York again? No, nah, it's Escape from L.A. Of course, because once you escape from one city. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Surely there must well, be some Funko news this week. Well, yeah, our good friends at Funko have not let us down because we have <laughs> seen a prototype of the pop vinyl Venom. And uh, I gotta wonder if they're gonna have to have a special box for this guy, because he has the uh, the trademark tongue mm. uh, popping <laughs> popping out of his face. So he will be an extra deep figure in 
Uh, it looks pretty nifty. Probably, yeah, probably the most sculpting depth-wise we've seen on a, a Funko face, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they've, um, his arms, look, they're not just sort of, you know, the usual pop vinyl arms. He's got sort of this uh, weird spidery thing happening. So he's got some bulk to him, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I like yeah. also that it looks like, rather than the tongue just being stuck on, that it's actually kind of coming from, you know, inside the head and that mm. there's the mouth is slightly open. So it'll be interesting to see if that kind of makes it into the final yeah. version. It's actually good because it's quite toned down. I'm a big fan of sort of that original Todd McFarlane style Venom rather than sort of, um, you know, as, as Venom went on, he got more and more exaggerated with the huge open mouth and giant tongue and everything. This is um, a lot more toned down, which is my preference. So I reckon this will look pretty darn good. You know who they need to do a, a pop vinyl of? Who was the the figure in the X-Men 80s that, that always changed? Um, he was in uh, Power Pack. The guy that had the... Oh, forget it. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking you, got, you you lost me a bit at Power Pack, but... Uh, um, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, I can see him. I can't think of what his name is. Good old. He, he was an and he was an android, and he could change forms and, but never drawn the same way twice. No, not Warlock. Yeah. Oh, the new yeah, mutants. Was that it? New mutants. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. New mutants. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Of. Well, power pack. I don't know why. Power pack. <laughs> oh, this band will be in a crossover at some point. I'm sure there was. There's yeah. similar vintages. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. He'd be a cool because you could do whatever you wanted. And you so could make cool. variants of him. <laughs> <laughs> so many variants. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course, we can't have Funko news without having, uh, you know, a companion. Also news of uh, Harley Quinn because we have to have ah. equal amounts of Funko and Harley Quinn news. Oh, John, it's, what do you got? What's, what's Harley watch this week? SH <laughs> uh, Figure Arts has come out with a Harley Quinn. This looks like maybe... Um, I was going to say Arkham Asylum. No, it's but, Injustice, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. It is Injustice. Yeah. Uh, Although, I don't know how accurate it is, but anyway. Yeah. She's got the, uh, you know, more of her, I guess, modern look. She doesn't have the, the whole Harley Harley Quinn costume, but she does have her big hammer. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew Ben would be thrilled about this oh, look i think it's a beautiful looking figure like it, it looks really stunning and looks like there's some great articulation comes with a, a crap ton of accessories uh I, i'm just not a fan of the redesign uh, i just don't think there was anything wrong with the originals so i i struggle to to find any kind of familiarity with this character when the original was just so good hmm. Indeed, but... Especially at $56. Yeah, but, you know, she, as we've said, she sells. In fact, I think somebody, didn't somebody uh, on Twitter say they're going to make a Funko and Harley theme song for us? Oh, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was Mr. Owen's son from uh, Plan Banter. I can't wait. Bless him. I know. Yay. I know. <laughs> well, um, but, you know, you can actually see her G-string on this kind of popping up over mm. her hips, so... Um, I assume that's a G-string. Uh, that's, uh, that's how all the girls uh, get around these days. Yeah, but I, with her with her announcement in the Suicide Squad movie coming up, uh, uh, I, I, I would think that this figure is going to become 
hugely mm. popular when it comes out. Going to be played by an Australian, no less. Yeah, I would suspect that this is going to be the movie look you're going to see. Mm. Mm. Sorry, Fair Ben. Enough. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, excellent. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. I'm going to move on. Okay. Well, my first piece of news was something interesting and came out of left field, and we got a sneak peek from SciShow Collectibles um, that we're getting a new 1-6 scale Indiana Jones action figure. And this one is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So we haven't seen much in the way of Indiana Jones for a while. There was, of course, the, the really awesome Hot Toys uh, Indiana Jones, but this one is actually from Sideshow. Uh, and uh, we don't really have a lot more than the initial sneak peek. But, yep, certainly looks like Indy from Temple of Doom. He's um, yeah, He's got the unbuttoned shirt and one sleeve missing, etc. And he's uh, he's looking a bit beaten up in the, in the promo yeah. shot. But um, the portrait's pretty good. I think they've... They've nailed that sort of look and feel of, um, you know, Indy from, what was it, 84? So, yeah. You guys know what my complaint is, don't you? Uh, no, no chest hair. Uh, uh, he, he looks, his face looks beaten up, but his clothes don't look. Oh, uh, that, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, it comes with a weathering kit. Oh. Are you joking? <laughs> yes, I'm well, I mean, yeah, and John does make a good point because in this film he really did look quite sort yeah. of, um, yeah. you know, grubby and, and dishevelled through most of the film because, you know, he did it pretty hard. So Nice so likeness. That's a, that's a, yeah, it's a nice-looking figure. Uh, I, I didn't actually pick up the Hot Toys one for some really odd reason. Um, you? Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm kind of in shock. Well, it was back when I was just getting the Predators and, and I just it feels odd to have these sort of one-off figures because you never really get any companion pieces. And, um, you know, I've sort of got Hellboy just standing there on his own, <laughs> no one to talk to. And, well, he could uh, talk to Indy. Well, yeah, he could. So I don't know. I'll, I'll keep an eye on this. I'll be curious. And, look, this is, a, um, th- this is up for a competition. And um, give Sideshow credit, they give away a crap load of stuff on a regular basis. But um, what we have found is when we get a, a giveaway like this or a preview, it usually means that it's about one week away from um, from pre-order. So keep an eye out for that next week. So, in fact, by the time this episode comes out, it probably will be up for pre-order. Very good. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I would read a, Cal- a Hellboy Indiana Jones comic book. <laughs> so would I. That's, probably, that's why I think I was thinking of them. So, um, Speaking of uh, coming out of left field, uh, I had absolutely no inkling whatsoever that this next one was um, was on the, the, the drawing board. And um, if you missed out on your uh, Hot Toys um, Dutch Schaefer from Predator figure, which now commands about a bazillion dollars on eBay, um, you might be able to do something with this. Uh, and this is Arnie as John Matrix from Commando that little film he did back in the day. Um, and, yeah, okay, yeah, looks pretty darn good. It's uh, it's right up there. This is one of those really nifty figures where the joints are hidden. Um, so Arnie's sporting his um, his military vest with all the extra... Somebody uh, spray-painted all over it, though. Yeah. It's like graffiti. <laughs> that's right. That's when he gets towards the end when he gets... Um, 
he gets, uh, you know, all geared up to go and take on the bad guys. So, and it's actually pretty accurate. Like, it comes with all the, the weapons that he actually used in the film. So um, that uh, that four-round rocket launcher thing that he had, um, his assault rifle, the shotgun, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So they've done a pretty good job of making this dead-on-screen accurate. It's, Even the hair. Yeah, it's stunning. Same. When you look at the kind of close-up, the hair is amazing. Yeah. It looks Come on, I can't, I can't believe I've mentioned Commando and not one person has said, you know, I eat green berets for breakfast. I've never seen it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Ah, really? No. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I've seen it either. Offer oh, the lover. Uh, you, you do realize that I try to guard my IQ points, you know. I, Honestly, I, you can learn so much from this film. <laughs> How to get out of an aeroplane if you if it's in the air and you don't want to be in it anymore. I've seen this, <laughs> I've seen this movie about 40 times. Like, I, I worshipped this film when it came out. Like, it was in the early 80s. This is just another one of those films that just proves that the 80s were the decade for movies. Like, it was just... Too awesome. Anyway. I, I, I worry about getting out of a plane based on his other film, uh, Eraser, because uh, <laughs> there's a plane exit that does not go so well in that movie. No, no. But, uh, look, this this one is expected to ship in August 2015. It will set you back 250 bucks. Um, that seems to be the going rate now for a, a fairly complex Hot Toys figure, which is... Um, yeah, pretty pretty insane. That's getting up there. But look, this one does come fully kitted out. He comes with a, a crap ton of extras. You're talking, um, I think we're looking at um, somewhere in the vicinity of seven or eight hands. Um, comes with the assault rifle, shotgun, the Uzi, the Desert Eagle, the rocket launcher, three knives, two claymores. Um, there's shotgun rounds, binoculars, grenades. Like the, he really is fully kitted out. So very impressive. Yeah, anyway, I like that. Hey, sorry, totally random, just going back to the um, Escape from New York thing for the moment. Did you uh, know of course. That, sorry, <laughs> did you know that Boom Studios is doing a new Escape from New York comic series? They are indeed. Yeah, sorry, hmm. carry on. Yeah. yeah, and it's the arts being done by the guy who did um, Indestructible. Irredeemable? So, irredeemable, indestru- yeah, the, the, yeah, one of those two. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I'm just <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. And uh, NECA have given us a sneak peek at their upcoming 18-inch version of the Striker Eureka Jaeger. And he's pretty darn massive. Um, wow. This oh, is my a gosh. Yeah, it's a big-ass figure, and he looks like he lights up. He's got some lights going on in his chest. So I'm sure we'll have some more details in the next few episodes. Um but the, the detail is just sensational. I'm really quite impressed with that. Certainly if you were a fan of um, yeah, Mazinger uh, that, or that is uh, you know, anything like that, this must be a dreamline. Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm completely lost. That was worth the wait. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say he's definitely one of the more iconic you know, Jaeger's probably one of the fan favorites. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, these are nifty. These are, you know, I think this is the, um, you know, this generation's, um, um, what do you call the other ones? The Transformers? No, no, the, the big robots from our youth, the Mazinger. Uh, oh, come Shogun on. Warriors? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you just say nifty? Nifty. 
I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah. Coming from the man who uses Groovy on a regular basis. Groovy. Groovy's awesome. Groovy's awesome. All right. Well, I I, uh, I think we'll have some more detail on that coming soon. NECA certainly do a great job on their 18-inch figures, not only in, in terms of detail, but keeping the cost down as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they go with this one, especially with sort of the light-up extras and things like that. I think it probably will fall into the same category as the um, the 18-inch um, Iron Man figure that they did. So, oh, True. Um, and in my last piece of news, um, we kind of knew that these figures were coming, but now we're sort of seeing those final promo shots, and that is the NECA uh, Aliens Series 4 figures. And we get three figures, which is pretty sort of standard now. Uh, we get two versions of Ripley. We get one of her um, just as Ripley, and she's got her trusty flamethrower and, of course, um, comes with uh, uh, Jonesy the cat. Um, then we get Ripley in her spacesuit and uh, looking a little bit different. Like it's not the the same portrait. She's got sort of the, the weird harpoony gun thing, and Jonesy the cat looks a, a little bit distressed. So you get two cats if you get both those figures. And the third figure is um, Dallas in his uh, Nostromo spacesuit, um, which is uh, apparently has a, a removable helmet. <laughs> So, so this should anyway. be alien, not aliens. Well, well, yeah, in theory, yeah. So. You know, I am sure that those colors on Dallas are screen accurate, <laughs> if you have the original prop, but I don't remember him being those colors, that space suit. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's awfully pinkish, isn't he's he? very pink. Yeah, it's like he's um, been handing out candy in the park. <laughs> hey, little girl. <laughs> So, yeah, look, um, great-looking figures, really nicely sculpted if this is even close to the final product. It's very impressive. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I'm sure we saw um, some Hot Toys alien love as well. You know, we saw really oh, yeah. an hour loader and stuff, but um, we haven't seen that solicited yet. So, hmm. Hmm. You know, um, we mentioned him a while back, but Sithfire, the guy that's doing the the one eighteenth, you know, the three-and-three-quarter <laughs> uh, Nostromo uh you know, dioramas and stuff. He actually has a sculpted version of Jones in three and three quarter scale that has like a carrier and everything with it. He's got a couple of them. The guy is insane. So if you guys are out there, look him up on Facebook. It's Sith Fire. It might be like Sith Fire 80, but uh, if you look for Sith Fire, I'm sure you'll find it. So Cool. Fantastic. Well, that was All very right. cheap news for me because some nice things there, but nothing I'll be buying. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll subtly inquire into the uh, the Indiana Jones figure and, uh, you know, definitely the Aliens figures from NECA. So, but, what about you, John? Anything for you? Um, no, I don't think so this week. There's nothing there that's, that's really... I mean, I'd like to have that Harley, actually, but uh, it's not really my thing. So. <sighs> I, I can't wait to see how Venom comes out, just in terms of paint, you know, because Funko don't exactly have a strong track record in that. So True. If uh, if I could find some of those uh, mini mates at a good price, I might stamp up a set. Mm. But especially mm. See, the especially the Mysterio one. I just yeah, like that's that, so cool. That head. I have I have kind of random mini mates, but it's something that I've tried to stay away from because, particularly the Marvel ones. If I got OCD with that yeah. and wanted to be completist about it, that would be insane. There are just so many. Yeah, a friend of mine gave me the uh, Power Man and Iron Fist set and also the um, 
Blade and Punisher set. They're the only ones I own, and mm. I, just, I don't even like looking at them because just <laughs> you just get that urge. Yeah, I, I've I've bought the odd kind of those you know, four packs of things like New Mutants and um, you know when they did the uh, Art Adams era X Men, you know Dazzler and Longshot that sort of thing, just because for, for fun. But I just couldn't be completist about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only buy the Marvel ones if they're on sale. Uh, well, having never seen them at retail, bricks and mortar retail, I don't know. No, never. Yeah. Well, see, see our, our, yeah, our Toys R Us carries them. Yeah, we don't get, our Toys R Us doesn't have stuff like that. Although, when I get, I just get something Marvel y from Toys R Us this week when we get to feeding the addiction. Hmm. All right. Did you, well. did you buy Hulk Fist? No. <laughs> Speaking of which, has anyone seen the, yeah. the Bruce Lee fists? What? Oh, they are sensational. They're, they're, you know, the Hulk fists, the thing hands, Hulk hands, you know, we've had those time and time again. Well, there's new ones, but they're Bruce Lee hands. Are they human sized though? Look, I mean, no, 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 they're they're like the big oversized spongy fists. And of course they're electronic. So when you, you know, when you, you whack someone with them, it actually does the whole, I was just cracking up. I'm, I'm like this. Where did you, know, you see those? This was at Toys R Us in really? the city where I live. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen those. <laughs> They're fantastic. I, um, see, I, I think that's what's missing from the current Hulk hands that they have on shelves because mm. they, they took the, you know, the sound effect out. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that wraps up the articulated news and we'll be right back with the next installment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you. Well, you know, um, I come on, I play a sound, so we should probably get right to it and play last week's sound right here. Make eight action sounds. I want my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you guys have any guesses? No, I'm too scared. It's a weapon of some description. <laughs> it's a weapon of some description. Well, you're you're on the right track. Um, it is a role play toy. It is. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of role play. Now, see, last week it was me. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Uh, uh, and uh, our good friend Eddie three five seven six five four two something. Hi. Uh, he identified that this was a sword, a toy sword. So he got a point in the forum for that. But then uh, Lukey Luke from the forum went on to identify this is a New Adventures of He Man power sword. Good heavens! How do these people know these things? Uh, yeah, I mean, a New Adventures of <laughs> He Man power sword. How who yeah. would ever who, who even watched that show? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let alone knew that they made it into a toy. That's mm. right. So, have they ever done one for the original Power Sword? Uh, nothing comes to mind. 
See, you would think if Mattel was going to do a, a prop replica thing, that would have been one of the things they would have done. Mm. People would have sucked that up. <laughs> I have the yeah. power. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you do. Yeah. Well, um, we probably, you know, we, we, we play this game by playing sound, so we'll put another sound <laughs> in. We'll put that. Please do. We'll put that right here. Yo, and, you know, we gotta play it twice because we're just that nice. So, Ben, if, uh, somebody thought that they, uh, knew what that was, where, where would they go? They would head over to www.afbforum.com. Uh, that they would indeed. And, and they would look for the name that thread and they would make their guess there. And if they got the guess right, what would happen, Scott? Uh, they would get commemorative AFB shortbread, uh, from Walker's, sponsored by Walker's shortbread. Oh man, I was hoping for, for AFB punchy hands, but, um. Well, talk to Walker's about it. They're kind of fixed on the shortbread thing. <laughs> Maybe they could do like, you know, uh, shortbread punchy hands. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd be all over that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they would do that, and you'd get uh, points in the forum as well. <laughs> and you get enough points, you can trade those for things. Yep. Like uh, all inquiries about the AFB commemorative uh, shortbread punchy hands go directly to Walker's shortbread, please. Yeah. <laughs> get in soon before they go on holidays for another ten months. <laughs> mm. And if that's just too, too difficult, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we're playing the picture version. Because, you know, it's just the same thing, but you get to look at a picture, so, you know, you can do it at work and nobody knows the better. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. It's, it's, it's a much, it's yeah, and it's a much better name that for deaf people, too. Yeah. Oh, well, great. Just defend that whole group. I'm not offending them. I'm, they can't hear it anyway. <laughs> He just keeps digging himself deep. Sorry. Send all hate mail to Scott hey. at. I, I, when, when we first got married, we lived in this little set, um, set of flats, and our next door neighbors were deaf. They were the noisiest neighbors that I, I'm serious that I've ever had because they they had no concept of what noise. They made so they would like you know stomp around the wooden floors, leave the kettle boiling for ages, and then you'd go over and say, "Linda, the kettle's boiling," and she'd say, "I know, I did do it." And you're like, oh, God, my God. <laughs> they were very nice people though. Uh, I, I I have to do this on. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Thank you for that, John. Coming up next is our first toy of the week. <laughs> Sorry, deaf people. <laughs> uh.
in for a He-Man video for 99 cents and postage with specially marked vehicles. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And we have three Toys of the Week this week, and Scotty has the first. Hey ben, I am reviewing the Batman Black and White J. Lee statue from DC Collectibles. I picked this up uh, maybe a month ago or so. Um, I don't collect all of the Batman black and white statues. I do have a healthy display of them. Um, I just get the ones that I like. Jay Lee, to me, is not an iconic Batman artist. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh, No, I'd concur. Okay. But this is a really lovely statue. It's one that um, has... It took me a while to decide whether I liked it or not. I couldn't work it out from the... Uh, solicit picks. It wasn't until I saw it in person, had a chance to look at it properly, that I decided that I think it's actually brilliant. Um, this is the 2014 release and acquisition. It is a statue. Um, it's probably about seven inches tall. Um, Jonathan Matthews is the sculptor of this. He is one of DC Direct slash DC Collectibles go-to sculpting guys. Um, and uh, this is really, really beautifully done. The thing that is, I think you have to work out with this is what the pose means. Because basically, this is Batman with his really long, really lots of pointy edges cape. Like, how could he possibly get around in that and not just trip over it all the time cape? <laughs> um, <clears throat> the uh, standing, looking up slightly at the sky with his hands at his side. And so it, it, with, to me, it's like with the wind kind of, you know, blowing at his back. So the capes kind of furling around his legs. And I think you have to kind of come up with a story basically of, you know, what is this to me? It's like, you know, he's on the top of a building, just having defeated the Joker for the 327th time, um, letting the wind rush over him, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it is beautifully detailed that the sculpting is really magnificent. One of the things that I, I love about this black and white series is, um, it just it highlights the in- incredible detail, and and I think Batman just as a a character lends himself so well to uh, just the whole idea. Whoever thought it up originally um, is very clever. The th- this is all one piece, so a lot some of these the statue attaches to the base, but the base is separate. This is all combined. Um, Probably, as far as the Batman black and white um, pieces go, um, very high on the breakage possibility scale. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because as well as all of those, uh, the long points of the cape, we've got the very long uh, glove prongs or everything. <laughs> yeah, do they ever, have, have they ever been given a name? Uh, oh, I just assume. <coughs> just glove called prongs, them. they glove, are. Glove prongs, yes. Mm. Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> AFB lexicon. That's right. Yeah, add that one to the list for sure. Um, this has got some really nice detail in the, I guess, abdominal area, just like you can really see his muscles and um, beautifully outlined. The cape is just magnificent, you know, really stunning. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't – I cannot criticize anything – 
about this, Justin's not going to be pleased for for sure. Um, <laughs> one thing that is interesting to note is that um, they have gone back to numbered editions for these. So there was a period when we first went from DC collectibles to sorry from DC direct to DC collectibles, where they dropped the numbering on the statues, which I thought was very disappointing. Um, but they are now, and, and a couple of the Batman black and whites that I got, um, from those early DC collectibles releases are not numbered, but we are now back to quote unquote limited edition. Although everything seems to be a limited edition of 5200. Yeah. So I don't know how limited that really is, but, um, but still, you know, I, I like the numbering. I think it adds something to the whole thing. Um, what they haven't done though, which I, I miss, is that the the DC direct numbering had uh, you know kind of some stylized you know the logo or something in all the details whereas what DC collectibles is doing is very plain it's just really mm-hmm. you know copyright DC comics 2014 and then the number so yeah um but still that's that's by the by really i mean i don't buy them because they're limited i buy them because i like them but it is a nice touch so really awesome. Can't say anything bad about it. Going to have to give it $10. And from one that I initially looked at and thought, yeah, I don't know if I like that. Um, I love it. See, I don't, this one doesn't strike me as, as much as some of the other ones. Really? Oh, I look, I, I concur. I, I don't think of Jay Lee when I think of, um, you know, great Batman artists, but I actually think this piece is exquisite. Like the drapery yes. in that cape, particularly yeah. from behind, <clears throat> is just superb on, on every level. And, um, you, you know, you talked about the story behind the pose as well. And to me, you know, the way he's standing and just sort of uh, almost in a relaxed pose looking up, um, to me it sort of said, you know, that perhaps um, it was the anniversary of his parents' death and he's just kind of standing on the spot where it happened looking up, you know, and mm. uh, maybe... Oh, uh, and this is strange because I actually had something completely different, and I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> what, I, what was yours? <laughs> I, I thought he was looking up at the bat signal, mm. like uh, like standing on a rooftop looking up at the bat signal. Well, that's I actually just, thought that, that's just so simple it works. I actually thought that'd be a cool way to display him if you had like a light or a bat mm. signal. True, you know, where you could project it on the wall and have him looking up at it. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I said, I think you have to make sense of the pose um, for it to to work but i i agree with ben i when i'm looking at my because i've got my batman black and whites here in this room and um it's it's got to be right up there i mean there are some beautiful beautiful pieces um but just from a a sculpting perspective um the the flying dick grayson one's pretty amazing um Mm, but mm. this this one has got to be right up there and uh, Jonathan Matthews, hopefully, is going to be chatting to us soon. I've been exchanging some messages with him, and he's keen to do the show. So Very nice. Um, yeah, so look forward to chatting to him at some point. Very, very stylized bat on his, his chest. I, I kind of like that one. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up the first of our Toys of the Week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. New from the Disney movie Hercules. And save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessa. And with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Ah! 
Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. We're all here because we collect, so feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And, hey, Scotty, you picked up something at Toys R Us. I did. I was um, doing some Christmas poking around, and I, of course, went through the uh, action figure aisles not expecting to see anything, and they had some Captain America um, Marvel Legends there, and I got the AIM agent. Huzzah! I know. I was like... You mean Ben hadn't bought it yet? I know. Uh, I'll have you know, I walked past one the other day, and I left it on the peg. How many do you own, Ben? Really? Yeah. Um, a lot. Right. Seventeen. I, I know he. What? Yeah, I was gonna oh say. Oh my god! I have one, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm very excited about. I can go back and see if this other one's there. <laughs> <laughs> I have fine. two, so he's got someone to talk to. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Um, yeah. So no, I just uh, they. Uh, I left. There was the Hydra guy there as well, but I left him because I've, I'm sure I've got a Marvel Legends Hydra somewhere, mm. um, but I definitely don't have an AIM agent, and I, I, I think they're cool. It's a nice it, figure. It really yeah. is, yeah. Obviously, ju- the whole wave was there, so obviously they'd just been put out. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, ooh, even though I'm not here for this, I'm buying it. And uh, yeah, so, but that's uh, yeah, that's all I got. Fair enough. It's better than nothing. I've been, I've been seeing some refreshes here of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy wave. Mm. Yeah, we never got them. <clears throat> I, I certainly don't think we got inundated with the um, the second wave of figures that included the Black Widow. No. So she's the one that everyone was after because of the Mandroid torso. Yeah, I've never seen her. <clears throat> if I did, I would get her because I know I could sell her. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mr. Nerd, did you pick anything up? I think the only thing I got, I got the uh, Lego minifigure goth girl. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. And um, she comes with a little uh, goth teddy bear, too. Uh, oh, that's cool. so cute. But she has something interesting for a Lego figure because she actually has uh, rubbery hair instead of being, like, solid. It, it's actually got some give to it. How strange. Yeah, I've never, I've never had a Lego figure like that. So uh, maybe it's something new they're trying. I don't know. If, what specifically made her hair need to be bendable, but <laughs> I actually bought a whole um batch of those to give out for my work Christmas presents with my Christmas cards and stuff. Um but I d I've got one for me too, but I won't open it until everyone else opens theirs. <laughs> nice. I know. I'm kinda of like that. Yeah. Very good. We um sorry we we do Christmas cards to all our clients. And uh, we had a Christmas card signing party on um, Friday. It was actually very fun. It was hilarious. But we had one of, one of our guys is actually overseas at the moment. And so one of my boss's um, kids was in the office because he had finished school on Thursday, like my kids. And so he sat there with a purple gel pen and signed this guy's <laughs> name to like 400 Christmas cards. It was hilarious. Outstanding. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, right, well, from the tiny to the colossal, um, I, I picked up something that was uh, a bit on the large side, and that was the 40-inch Godzilla figure by Jack Pacific. Oh, my goodness. Where did you get that and from? I got it from Maya. Oh. 
places and uh, they were pretty expensive when they came out and then they were on sale for a while and then mm. I actually got one <clears throat> for a very good deal and uh, this thing is gigantic, um, comes in a very big box, his tail comes segmented so you actually have to take him out of the box uh, and put him together but once you put him together from the top of his head down his back to the tip of his tail, he's um, 40 inches or, or a metre long so he's wow. significantly large. So. And I haven't actually taken him out of the box yet, but it's it's one of those ones where you bring it home and you go, "Wow, I didn't realise just how big it was until I plonked it down, you know, in the in the man cave." It's uh, it's a huge figure. So, <laughs> but um, really, when you look at the size of that figure and then how much you pay for it, and you know, you sort of go, "Oh, it was that or you know, two Marvel Legends kind of thing." It's uh, it was a it was a steal in terms of the quantity of plastic. Yeah, that's um. That's even bigger than the uh, Shogun Warrior one, so. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's and it's nicely done, too. Like, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's just a rotorcast thing, and, you know, it doesn't exactly have lights and sound or anything like that. But for what I paid, it's uh, it's a pretty fun figure. So, And I actually didn't mind the design from the new movie. So. Yeah, all right. If, well, cool. Yeah, if no one has any other items to report, well, maybe it's time to move on to our second toy of the week. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. We have three toys of the week in this episode, and Ben's toy of the week is up next. So over to you, Ben. Thank you very much, Scotty. Uh, I am going to be talking about the Ajani Goldmane figure, and this is uh, another of the recent Funko Legacy Magic the Gathering line. Uh, some episodes ago, I actually reviewed uh, Chandra Nalar, who is um, the, the planeswalker girl who uses fire, and, um, you know, I gave her a, a, an okay review. And uh, in this particular segment, Ajani... Uh, is another one of the planes walkers and this is actually the figure that got my attention for for this wave um, for this line of figures when they were originally solicited um, this guy really stood out to me and I thought you know um, this this line actually has my interest so I uh, I had my name down and uh, and picked up the the whole wave of six figures um, well well where do we start where do we start all right, go through the basics. Um, look, this is a 2014 uh, solicitation and acquisition. Um, it is a, a, an action figure. I mean, I guess you'd be saying it's in the six-inch scale. Um, though he is rather large, he stands or somewhere in the vicinity of about 19 centimetres tall, which is about seven and a quarter inches, so he's uh, quite significant. Um, you're looking at around sort of $20 at most places for this. Um Ajani is um, obviously, as I said, one of the planeswalkers. So, um, you know, this is a fantasy world and he's um, what I guess you would call a, a hybrid between um, a, a human and uh, a white lion, I guess. So uh, he stands upright, but he has the head of a lion, the paws, claws, tail, all that kind of stuff. So he's this pretty nifty hybrid. And that's the sort of thing that uh, stands out to me and, and that's what attracted me. Um 
in terms of packaging, um, we've talked about this before uh, with Chandra. She, uh, this is a window boxed figure, very similar to the Star Wars Black. Um, so you're, you're able to sort of have a look at the figure from the front and the side. Fairly basic sort of um, graphics. Um, you, you know, it's pretty obvious that it's Magic the Gathering, nothing too sort of striking. Um, quite nifty. If you're prepared to fight with a little bit, it is collector friendly. Uh, sometimes getting them out of the tray can be a bit of a... Um, bit of a, a push and a heave. Uh, so, look, I'm going to focus a little bit on, on the positives up front, uh, and that is the sculpt. Um, these uh, the, the packaging actually says that this is driven by um, Gentle Giant uh, Studios, no actual credit to a sculptor, um, but whoever did this did a, a really, really good job. The, the level of detail in in the way they've sculpted his fur, um, which obviously covers his whole body, uh, he's covered in uh, a selection of, um, you know, armour pieces and he's got a, a loincloth hanging down and, and various pouches and things like that. He's got a couple of um, pauldrons on his shoulders, which are really nicely detailed, sort of layered plate armour. Uh, the hair on his head is actually um, fairly well done. He's got braids hanging down the, the side of his face. So, um, look, in terms of sculpt, it's, it's actually all pretty darn impressive to look at. Um, the weapon that he actually comes with, so, you know, I'm skipping ahead a bit here, but he comes with sort of this weird giant two-bladed um sort of like a double-ended axe scythe kind of weapon um which is really nicely sculpted because it's got some really nice detail on the sides you've got this sort of like tiger's head with some uh engraving and whatnot and the, the leather straps on it are all very very well done so in, in terms of sculpting uh really top-notch job very impressed leather armor has really nice sort of engraving as well um where this figure falls down tragically is the paint. Um, without a doubt, this is uh, a huge, huge disappointment with this figure. Uh, I did actually re read one review online that I guess mentioned it in passing that the paint could have been a little bit better, so it's oh. pretty obvious that they're getting their stuff for free um, <laughs> because they don't want to say anything bad about it. So uh, I'll, I'll make up for that because I, I paid cold hard cash for this figure. Um, the painting is just shite. Uh, I really can't say um, you know anything good about it at all. What they've done is they, they've cast Ajani in white plastic and it's really, really hard plastic. Like I'm talking, there is no give to it whatsoever. This stuff is, is absolutely rock hard. Um, and they've cast him in the white, but they haven't actually done any enhancements whatsoever. There's no wash, no shading, no nothing. This is just white plastic through and through. Um, there's a little bit of grey on the nails on his feet and on his fingernails. Oh, my goodness. Um, in, including some grey where they've actually missed the fingernails and got it on his fingers. Um, so there is absolutely nothing to, to give any kind of depth. Now, you know, I've mentioned before when I customise action figures, I don't believe in doing a lot of shading because I let the, the lighting... Um, do it itself but with a figure like this where you know you're talking about fur you really do need something but I think what annoys me the most is in the original solicitation images we saw for this figure he actually was really nicely highlighted there was some nice shading to really sort of bring out um, that fur 
where it really, really falls down tragically is his head. Um, in the solicitation picture, you know, we've got this really nice additions of um, some some black detail in and around the edges of his mouth, which actually make his mouth stand out uh, and things like that. That's all completely gone in the finished figure. So the prototype really does give you the impression that there's a lot more detail um, with the production, they've basically painted his tongue a little bit pink, um, slapped some white on his teeth, and that's it. There's no, all the black uh, on the solicitation photos is missing. So there's nothing to bring out that superb detail in the sculpted face. Like, it, it really is left wanting. Um, the painting of the eye looks tragic. They've really skimped uh, quite a bit there. So it, it's quite poor. Um that pretty much goes for everything else. Um, to take, for example, his sword, um, not not the uh, the double-bladed sort of axe weapon, he's actually got an additional sword. They've painted the handle black. They've painted the blade um, a, a metallic silver, and that's it. No additional highlighting. Um, the leather, for example, has... Uh, little to no weathering, um, his belt and his pouches, the little gold uh, buckles and things like that are just slapped on um, with with no care and attention. So, for example, one little pouch on his belt um, is, a, is a leather pouch with a, a sort of a, a gold buckle and a little sort of green um, ribbon hanging off it. Um, they've managed to get green on the brown pouch. They've managed to get gold on the ribbon, uh, like it really is quite poor. Uh, one of the things that I find really perplexing is sometime between solicitation and production, they've actually changed the figure. So instead of having the two gold pauldrons on his, you know, one on each shoulder, they've actually added a cloak. And so this cloak starts at the left pauldron and then sweeps across and, and hangs over his right shoulder so you can't see the pauldron at all. And this wasn't in the original solicitation at all. Um, it's actually made from a very, very, very flexible rubber, like really, really soft plastic. But it serves no real purpose other than to get in the way. Um, it's not particularly well done. And because it's just done in a single green colour, um, without any kind of shading or anything like that. It just looks really peculiar. What it also does is it prevents you from lifting his right arm up because as you lift his right arm up, this cloak lifts up and just looks really, really awkward. Uh, it also inhibits some of the neck movement as well. So in terms of articulation, he has all the, the kind of articulation you'd expect. I think I counted about sort of 20, 26 points of articulation. Um, the usual articulation you'd expect in the shoulders. He's got a bicep swivel, um, single uh, elbows. Uh, he actually has, I guess, he has, well, I guess you'd say two knee joints because he's got a knee joint and then there's that sort of... Um, that, that feline one of a, of a backwards kind of ankle. Um, what he's definitely missing uh, is ankle rockers. He's got a, a horizontal swivel at the ankle, but um, without the ankle rocker, it can make posing a little difficult. Um, you get sort of um, pin and disc in the, the wrists, so you get some movement there. Um, but then, you know, the harness that he's wearing across his torso is so tight that the, um, the chest crunch... Uh, is virtually useless, but also the way his hair sculpted, there is actually some articulation for the head, but because of the way the the cloak and the pauldron and when, and the hair is done, you can't actually get any movement whatsoever. I can't get it to really turn left or right or up and down, um, despite it being there. Um, in 
regards to the the sword that I mentioned before, he's actually got a scabbard hanging off his um, the left uh, off of his waist on the left hand side. There's a, a tiny little sort of rubber attachment where it attaches to his belt, but it's so flimsy that uh, I've taken his sword in and out of the scabbard a few times, and that um, that joint is already starting to tear. So I'm actually going to have to reinforce that with super glue, um, otherwise his scabbard is actually going to rip off completely. Um, from his waist. Now, in terms of the way his hands are sculpted, his left hand is open wide enough that you can actually put that large double-bladed weapon in there and he can hold it. But his right hand is um, sculpted so that um, his hand is, is closed quite tightly and so the only weapon you can actually get in there is the handle of his sword. So you can't actually get him holding this big double-bladed axe with both hands. Um, you know, some people would say, oh, can't you just sort of open the fingers and, and sort of force it in there? Well, you can't for two reasons. One is because of the way he's sculpted in this really hard plastic, it's so hard that there's no give in it whatsoever. Like you would have to get a hairdryer or something to try and loosen it up. And secondly, because he's this, this feline character, his fingernails end in sharp claws and they're actually really, really sharp and there's nothing else to grab. So you've kind of got to get your finger in there and the more pressure you put on it, you're kind of getting stabbed by these little claws. So I kind of, um, I, I gave up actually in the end. So, um, I guess, you know, moving on, the double-bladed axe is actually really nicely done. I mentioned that the sculpting detail, but again, there's absolutely no um, depth to it. One end is painted gold and it's just done in a single-coloured gold. The other end's done in sort of a metallic silver, but there are no washes or anything like that that you might expect to see, like a bit of a bronze wash over that to sort of bring out the detail on the blade that, you know, someone has gone to, to great lengths to sculpt really quite well. Uh, a lot of, I guess, my complaints with the paint could be rectified. Um, you know, as a customizer, this is the sort of thing where I could, I could sit down and I guess, you know, add that extra detail to his face and, and do a bit of a wash over the body. But, you know, really when you solicited one thing and delivered another, it's really not up to, um, you know, the, the purchaser to clean up, you yeah. know, where the company has failed. So, um, you know, look, I've jumped around a bit because um, I guess, you know, my head's all over the place with this figure. I mean, this is the figure that, that drew me to this. And my, the, the shop where I actually bought this from got two waves of these figures. And so I took them up to the counter. And just as they were about to ring them up through the register, I actually looked and I actually noticed that um, Ajani was missing his double-bladed axe. Mm. So I went and had a look at the other one, and there it was in the packaging. So once again, someone in the quality control had just completely forgotten to, to add this giant weapon, and this weapon is as tall as he is. So it's it's over seven inches long. So um, the fact that someone had just forgotten to put it in the package, um, you know, is actually quite, you know, appalling, really. So we've heard criticisms in the past uh, about some of Funko's quality control and um, look I, I think that's still there basically if um, if this is anything to go by they haven't managed to fix any of those those issues uh, I didn't even get into a much more detail in terms of the paint slot um, you know there's there's gold on green when there should be green you know green on gold etc um, something else that was different is all the um, the green highlights on this figure were actually blue in the original images and what's 
even more perplexing is if you actually have a look at some of the artwork around for Ajani because there's um, a lot of promotional artwork that, that goes with Magic the Gathering uh, that, you know, they've been painted by fantasy painters and that you see that those elements are actually blue and they were on the prototype and then in the final figure they're actually green. So no explanation as to why that's changed. Um, I had a bit of a hunt around the internet to see if I could find any kind of discussion where maybe Funko had actually addressed what went wrong with this figure. Um, I haven't actually managed to find anything, so if anyone knows anything, feel free to uh, to let us know. Um, so I guess, sorry? I'm kind of wondering if some of that was license or, you know, the Magic the Gathering people getting involved. I mean, for that yeah. shoulder armor to change like that, that that's a pretty dramatic change, just mm. considering they would have already had it sculpted. It is. And look, I could even I could even forego that because this is something that I can probably cut off and deal with. Um, I just think the lack of paint apps is what really, really hurts this figure the most, and the fact that they cheaped out on it. Um, I mean, look, you know, he has a tail as well, um, and the tail, you know, normally with things like this, you, you have a piece of wire inside the tail that allows you to sort of pose it a little bit. Um, this thing is just a piece of flexible rubber that just hangs down. You, there's absolutely nothing you can do with it whatsoever. Um, it's just kind of there. Uh, so, you know, if you get one that's a bit awkward, um, you know, there's nothing you can do. You, can, you can't sort of reshape it or anything like that. So, look, I think this is um, the, probably the most disappointing figure in the wave uh, of six. And, uh, you know, Chandra was one of the highlights. So, look, I think I'm going to wrap this up. And, um, I, you know, I can probably salvage something out of this figure and make it look half decent, though I shouldn't have to. So I'm probably only going to give this guy maybe $5 out of 10. Well, that's well-deserved. I mean, that that is just shocking. Yeah, disappointing. Very disappointing. And I think what it does is it, um, it, it really um, makes me stale towards Funko. It makes me really wary of any of their other figures. It means that when the next wave of Game of Thrones figures... Um, come in, I'm actually going to go and have to inspect them closely. Like, I, I would never order Funko yeah. legacy figures, um, you know, via mail order, yeah. given how tragic they are. I have to go in and inspect each one b- before I finally decide. I think that's the state of... I mean, that, there's probably two aspects to this. One is there certainly is a Funko quality control issue, um, and you see that just in the pops, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, some of them are just shocking. Um, and, you know, they are new. They've expanded really quickly. Growth, that kind of growth is hard to, you know, manage and maintain quality, etc. cetera. Um, so there's all of that. But then part of it, it's an ish, industry issue. When yep. you're sending stuff overseas and, you know, you, who knows? I mean, how much of this is, uh, Funko had control over how much of it is what they got back and whether or not they could afford to do anything about it, um, yeah. you know. But, I mean, you certainly don't solicit one figure and deliver another. Oh, it's horrible. I'm not defending but, them at all. I'm just No, no, no. I, I just think that, you know, I can understand that there are licensure issues, but to, to actually, you, know, you, you have to know well and truly up front with the company when a company, you know, that's manufacturing, you know, when the, the factory in China is making these figures for you and they come back and say, yeah, look, you know, it's, uh, it's going to cost you this much if you want to wash over that, you know, white plastic and... Um, you can just tell by the way that the paint's been applied to this figure. It's just been absolutely slapped on. Like it's, it's, it's just 
dreadful in terms of the slop and, and things like that. And, you know, you, you get, you're supposed to get that, um, what do you call it? Like the, um, you know, that, that factory one that they send back to say, okay, yeah, the this proof, is what the, yeah. the proof. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, who looked at that and went, yeah, okay, let's go, let's, let's do it. You know, the fact that it's not even close to the, the solicited figure is very disappointing. But you I, look at some I am of the, guessing, I am guessing it's either licensor changes cost them money or something just catastrophic happened in the production process for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. But like they had to change company or change factories or something in the middle of it yeah. unexpectedly. When your reputation is at stake though, particularly, you know, being uh, very new in this category, there's merit to saying, you know what, we're not going to put that out. Mm. Yeah. Because that's you know that that is appalling. Yeah, and it hurts because um, it, it's gotten me to the point where I'd probably pass on a figure if I was looking at you know the the three that a shop had and all three were crap. Um, I, I don't think I could actually be bothered walking around to see if I could find a, a better one. I think I'd just pass on the figure altogether. So, hmm. Anyway. So, Funko, I, I hope you can uh, seriously up your game. All right. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> well, that wraps up our uh, second Toy of the Week. Certainly hope that the third one uh, can better that. Um, but speaking of things that we're disappointed with, we will come back in a moment with our Red Card of the Week. What is this, Bizarro World? Well, red card is our chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, whether they're unusual announcements, fails of action figures, or just things that we don't understand. <laughs> and Ben, I suspect uh, this is something you don't understand, so please tell us about it. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, this is one of those ones, you know, we, we mentioned in the intro that, uh, that the WTF moments and this definitely falls into the the wtf and this is a uh, little action figure robot that um turns out was actually manufactured by bandai in the mid 80s that 1985 this figure came out and i guess i'll just get straight to the point and it's a little robot that's not really dissimilar to wally um has that sort of wally feel little white robot with some red eyes and but anyway, he has the really odd name of God Jesus. <laughs> he is the he is the God Jesus robot, and the God Jesus robot is a little robot, and he comes with a, a nifty little crucifix that he can hold in his little clawed hand. And what's even worse is uh, the the imagery on the box that this figure um, came in has a, a young man who's sitting at a, a table with his arms folded as if he's in prayer and there's a little thought balloon sort of coming off of his uh, of his head and he's clearly picturing a, a female, uh, uh, someone who he's obviously quite interested in. And then in the, the image below it, there's a, a really, um, you know, disheartened young man and the God Jesus robot is saying no to him. So um, a bit of hunting around on the internet, and as it turns out, this was Bandai's attempt at doing what was effectively a magic eight ball. Um, apparently, you took God Jesus and you you asked God Jesus questions, and like a magic eight ball, he responded. 
Um, and the options I, is the magic eight ball. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'm just, you just wonder. <laughs> I'm just picturing people sitting around the table going, okay, who, uh, we've got to get some new products out there. Who's got some ideas? Just throw them on the table. Got Jesus. Yeah, and can you just imagine the guy that says, okay, I'm picturing a robot. We're going to call him God Jesus. And you can pray to him and ask him questions and he will answer. Um, My my biggest disappointment with this figure is that I couldn't find one on eBay. (laughs) Uh, I had a look. You just didn't try hard enough. This figure is almost, this toy is almost 35 years old. So um, I was hoping that, you know, maybe there'd be one getting around on. Oh. On eBay, but uh, alas, no. Alas, I was no. Disappointed. Hmm. So that it's, is hilarious. It's really quite bizarre. I think this would be one that you would put on your shelf next to your um, your your head bobbing Spider Man sitting on the toilet. <laughs> well, no, he would go next to my uh, Magic Eight Ball type Yoda. <laughs> Fair enough. They could ask each other questions. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's actually a pretty funky looking little robot. Like he, you know, he does kind of um, look like he's inspired, you know, by. Yeah, I mean, something. even if you could find one I, I, without the box, it wouldn't be worth it, you know. No, no. Well, that's right because there's nothing actually written on the robot to indicate as to what it is. But then it would be even more perplexing because you'd have this little sort of toy robot holding a crucifix, and that would really in, give the whole WTF thing. Yeah, that's so. true. But this poor yeah. guy, the fact that he was actually asking God Robot as to whether he was going to hook up with this chick or not. Well, it's confusing, though, because if you look on the, the pictures, there's another one where it's the chick asking about the guy, and God yes. Jesus says, okay. Yes, because it comes in a girl color. So yeah, there's a girl the, version, too. Yeah. Yes, this is the blue and white um, boy one. And as it turns out, they, they did one for girls in a pink and white. Yep. So God Jesus for girls. God, God, Jesus for girls. <laughs> the answer is in Japanese or English. Uh, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But it looks like the same girl asking the same yeah, guy. Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, you know. So there's some serious confusion going on. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it is rather uh, yeah. amusing. I don't, th- so. I don't know. It's not red cardable in a this is bad kind of way. It's like, you know, no, you know, no. you know this, is, this is so... This weird. is WTF. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> Five and a quarter oh. inches tall. There's there's another picture of both the guy and the girl together, so. Yeah, obviously they got together. Oh, in they the got end. together in the end. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah got so Jesus. I know you were worried Jesus. about that. Hooray <laughs> <laughs> for Jesus. You know, Jesus doesn't actually care who we marry as long as, you know, there's, there's not that, that one right person out there. It's, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't believe in soulmates anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> We we have free will, right? right. You don't need to ask a robot. You, can, no. you just decide for yourself. Done. All right. Well, my life's now a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys use the God Jesus method? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get married? Sugar, 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 sugar. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know the thing about the see, this is yeah the magic eight ball is you know that that's totally different that. You just kind of keep shaking until you get the answer that you want. Yeah. All right. I wonder well, if you got to, like, pound him on the head or there's a button or does he just I, well, randomly I, tell I you was no? Trying to, yeah. I was trying to work out whether he actually vocalized it or... Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand like, how you ask anything either. Like, what... 
I don't know. I, want, I bet you for the 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 male version, he just says no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> All right. Coming up after that well-deserved fail is our final toy of the week. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine could be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, now it's time for our third and final Toy of the Week, and John's taking a look at an action figure. So over to you, Mr. Nerd. Well, I had said a couple weeks ago that um, I had picked up the Assassin's Creed Altair, and he has a last name, and I am not going to try and pronounce it because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually, I'm sure it's it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a Middle Eastern name, and I would mess up the pronunciation. So, uh, he's known as Altair in the game, so we will just call him Altair. And um, after I got the figure, I actually picked up playing Assassin's Creed where I'd left off, and. I finished it, except for I have about uh, nine of the Templars to find and about 20 flags left. So I'm getting very close to finishing completely. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And if you're not familiar, Altair is from the very first Assassin's Creed. And because of, I think it's the new Unity game, um, I think you can get different. You can actually play different assassins in it, and he's, I think, one of the playable characters. But I'm not sure because I haven't played it. So, if you know, you can write in and tell us. <laughs> but because I was playing the first one and I saw him on the shelves, I thought I'd pick him up. He's from McFarland. He was released this year, and um, you know, uh, McFarland is. I've had hit or miss figures with them, so I thought I'd pick this one up. He was around the fifteen dollar range, you know, for a six inch figure. So. Kind of in the right price range. Uh, it's an action figure. Um, obviously, he's in a clamshell because that's how McFarland's doing these. Um, they have like a paper backer on them and then a, a, you know, a blister tied to it. So it's pretty much destroy packaging as you open it. Um, there was a slight bit of panic when I opened them because I hadn't been playing the game again, really, when I opened them. And uh, I got him out and he was missing a finger on his left hand. Nope. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Game spoilers. Well, yeah, actually, he is missing that finger in the game, but he is missing it through the whole game. And um, there's a reason for that, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I panicked a little bit. So if you pull him out and he's missing a finger, don't panic. That's actually the way he's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, See, what would people do if they didn't listen to this show? That's right. They would just have to go through all this anguish on their own. Well, as soon as I did it, I was like, I, I was like, I was looking through the blister to see if it fell on the floor. You know, I was trying to figure out, did it come off in the package? What was the deal? Because I just didn't remember because I, had, I hadn't played for a while. So I was like, where is it? Where is it? Because um, it was such an odd random thing because it's the ring finger on his left hand. So it's not even like one of the, you know, main fingers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Altair is a hooded figure, and actually, that's something that kind of drew me to the figure because the the hood has some depth to it, and the way his face looks in the hood is pretty good. Um, I do think the face has changed through the different games, and I don't know that this is like the original Assassin's Creed version. Actually, in general, um, I don't think this is Assassin's Creed One Altair perfectly. 
Um, he's missing a few other little details, but you know, he has that peaked hood that is familiar with the character. If you're familiar with the character it kind of comes around, um, the face is set back in the hood. It's got some darkness around it. It looks pretty decent. Um, the only thing I don't really know is it almost looks like the hood sits up too high. Like he's got like a big, you know, whole bunch of hair underneath that and it's setting up or he's got a helmet on underneath it. I, I, I think the hood should be down a little further on his head. But um, to do the hood, they actually did it as a separate rubber piece. Uh, it's, it's really stiff rubber, but it is rubbery. And then, uh, that goes over his head. So I think there's a ball joint on that head, but, um, you know, it really is completely limited. And if you wanted Altair to look left or right, you couldn't really do that on your shelf. So, uh, but I mean, it's definitely, you know, the look of the character, um, from the, the waist up figure looks pretty good he he's you know we've got his his sash and everything actually looks wise um i really don't have any complaints sculpt wise i mean he looks like the game character uh he's got his little skirts on uh all the detailing looks correct i mean just standing in there he looks good um you know as good as mcfarland figures have ever looked i actually think this is this is back on par with when they were doing a decent job on figures um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only like I said, cause I've been hit or miss with them on some of the stuff I've picked up, but, uh, he actually has a fair bit of articulation as well, which is, you know, uh, hit or miss with McFarlane, uh, yeah. shoulders, elbows, uh, wrists. The wrists actually are, uh, like one of those, uh, disc ball type joints. So you can actually get some more range of movement out of the, the wrists. Um, but they're, they're kind of funky to move around cause they turn and you almost, if you want to cock them in a certain direction, you almost have to, uh, kind of cock it, turn it the way you want it, uncock it, and then move the hand to where you want it. I know that doesn't make that sense, but it sounds really fiddly. It, it, it is, but it works. But, um, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm glad to see it's just not a, uh, you know, simple peg joint. It, it actually has some other movement to it. So that, that's kind of nice. Um, it's almost like a Revoltec joint in, in the wrist. Almost, but not quite. Um, the one limiting factor in... Well, actually, before I get to that, uh, his feet, I'll mention this, have, instead of having like ankle rockers or regular articulated ankles, um, they're like a ball joint, kind of, where it's just popped on. Hmm. And, and I've actually had one of his, his feet kind of pop off you know, as I've been handling them. So, um, I just don't know if it's just not tight enough. There's a little bit of limitation on it from his, uh, his pants legs. So as you turn his foot, it kind of pushes it off. I think a bit too, um, you can get some, some ankle rock out of that ball joint or some, you know, front to back, uh, movement out of it, but it's fairly limited by his pants. So, uh, and speaking of limited, that's probably the, biggest downside of this figure is uh if you've played assassin's creed uh it's pretty much a game that's stealth i think ben you said that when i when i mentioned i got this figure it's it's a very stealth based game um it's kind of like uh the first one is you know basically uh free running in ancient jerusalem (laughs) you know you're on rooftops and jumping and climbing and that kind of stuff. And this Altair really isn't capable of that because of his, uh, his robes, the, the skirts on his robes are a solid piece. So, um, 
I know uh, um, Eric's on TV and Film Toys. He's reviewed some of the, the NECA versions of, of the Assassin's Creed figures, and their lower robes are looks like a little more um, opening. You know, you can you can get more movement out of them. Whereas this one, um, he does have knee joints and he does have hips, but they really don't serve a whole lot of purpose because you can't really do anything with them. <laughs> I I think I have a solution for that and. Um, just as a teaser, if you come to tvandfilmtoys.com on Friday, I will probably have a written review and uh, pictures and stuff there as well. So, um, Moving on, and, and I'll tell you what I think I'm going to do for a solution. Um, <coughs> but, uh, you know, moving on accessory-wise, he actually comes pretty well kitted out. I was actually kind of surprised. Um, on his belt, he actually has four throwing daggers. And I was would have expected these to come as uh, sculpted elements. You know, they would have just been sculpted on. But he actually comes with four of these incredibly tiny daggers. Um, and, and they're pretty cool. They're, they're silver and they have like a gray wash on them. So that they look like metal. Um, he can hold them in his right hand between his, his uh, forefinger and his, his thumb. So... Uh, you can get that classic, you know, hey, I'm throwing a little tiny dagger. Uh, he does <laughs> use those in the game. Uh, they're, they're actually one of my favorite weapons in the game because you can you can kill from a distance and, you know, it's a, a stealth kill normally. So um, so he has that. He has his uh, long range sword or his medium range sword. I guess it's a, the medium blade is what they call it, I think, in the game. Uh, it has a sheath and, you know, all the knives fit perfectly in their sheaths. And actually, the sheaths look better with the knives in them than out. And um, the sword sheath looks pretty good. It is attached to his belt. My one downside there is it's pretty much under his left arm. And getting that sword in and out underneath that left arm can be a little, little tricky. Um, you know, I, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on the, the straps holding the sheath. But uh, you, you can get it in and out. But it's just, it's a little fiddly to get in and out. Hmm. Now, the last thing he comes with is uh, two versions of his uh, trademark weapon, which is the the hidden blade. And that is why he's missing his left uh, the finger on his left hand, because the the hidden blade mounts on the inside of his left forearm and the blade comes out through the section where that finger would be in the game. So it's essentially like a, a punch dagger where he would he would, you know cause it to come out and then punch with it um, up into somebody's uh, chest. So I know kind of gory, but Hey, it's a game. Uh, They did something clever, which I really like. Um, You know, instead of having just one version of this permanently sculpted on him, they actually give you two versions of the the hidden blade, one open and one closed. And and they peg into that forearm so that, uh, you can, you know, you can display them either way, but they're actually the closed version. You can see it actually has different detail in it where you can almost see the blade retracted up in, in there. Mm-hmm. And then the open version has, you know, it doesn't have that where, where it looks like it's actually, you know, out and you can see the difference in them. So th- mm-hmm. that's just a nifty little detail that I kind of liked. Um, also love the paint on all the metal work on the figure. It looks pretty good, especially his left forearm. Um, there's some little scrolly details and stuff there. So, um, overall, I mean, look wise, uh, 
I, I can't complain. I mean, he looks like the game character, except for, um, like I said, I, I don't know which version of the game. And I, I'm assuming that this changes from, from game to game a, a bit. Um, there's a, um, another blade he carries on his back that isn't present in the first, you know, it's present in the first game, but I don't think it is in later games. I think that's probably why it's missing. Huh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall I'm, I'm pretty pleased except for the, the really limited leg articulation in the skirts because, uh, you know, obviously he does some things in the game that you just can't get the, the figure to do. Um, he does a, a pose in the game where he walks out on a, um, uh, like a high point, a lookout point to look over and, um, he kind of is crouched down on his knees and, and you just can't get that, yeah. that pose out of him. And that, that would be a, a neat way to display him. So, um, but I mean, overall I'm pretty pleased. Um, I kind of wish I had a NECA version in hand to compare him to, but, um, I don't, so I have to go with this. And, uh, the, the nice thing was, is because, I think I've told you guys, I, I, I normally don't play games when they're first out. Um, I wait and for this figure to come out now that I've, I've been kind of playing the games, been kind of nice because why do you I wait? Actually, um, I don't like paying full price for games. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, same so, yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore gamer, so I'll, I'll no, normally no. wait, you know, and, and play them, play them later on. And, uh, this was one I'd wanted to play and I just, you know, when I finally saw it for a good price, I got it. Um, but now, but normally what happens is I miss out on all the figures, right? Cause they're going to come out when the game comes out. So normally by the time there's figures, I'm, I haven't played it <laughs> or I'll end up paying a bunch for them <laughs> overall, probably because of the, the limited articulation, I, I probably got to give him an eight, I think eight out of 10 dollies. Nice. Yeah. Quite the, uh, the broad range this evening. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> Excellent. So, all right. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you very much, John. And that wraps yeah. up our, our final uh, toy of the week. We'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine. Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again. And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine. Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, feel free to email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out and uh, i'm kicking things off with our first piece of feedback and this is uh, in regards to the jim gordon and um well i guess robin uh hot toys set back in uh, episode 144 we commented about the fact that it came with a bat signal and uh we got a tweet from three b's toy hive and uh, they go on to say, regarding the, the Dark Knight Rises, um, Blake and Gordon, they do actually have a scene in front of the broken bat signal at the beginning of the film and during the closing montage. Gordon discovers the bat signal has been repaired. And, uh, oh, sorry, forgot to include. Old spoilers, old spoilers. Uh, 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 uh. So there you go. I've only seen the film once and I have no desire to go back and revisit it. So, yeah, that was news to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that, I must be honest. I just saw it again recently, but thank you very much for that. Yeah, I've only, I've been watching Batman Begins. It's been on HBO, so I've been watching that one. And I don't know. 
I, if I, I don't think I could watch that one again. You know, mm. whole Bane thing. No, I'm not in a hurry. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. And Scott and John, there's some craziness about to go down. So, uh, do you want to explain this one? <laughs> you start, John. Well, ooh, it was suggested in uh, feedback last week that we come up with a name for our AFB fans, and the suggestion last week was AF Bluers. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we had some some concerns about that. Um, so I put out on Twitter a request for uh, our fan base names and um, our good friend Fake Eyes 22 um, came up with AF Boobs, hmm. um, which you know, <laughs> I, I was OK with, you know, I like Owen Sun's suggestion better. Scotty's hotties. Yeah, that, that would be probably yeah. more for specific uh, people, you know. Isn't that what you call the rest of our uh, the co-hosts? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Orion Neo, he came up with uh, GERDs, Geeks and Nerds, mm-hmm. the other GERDs, or Neeks. Yeah. Grey Matter Splat just said they're just called nerds. Rouge. No, I think he meant that in a good way. I think he meant oh, okay. that all nerds. Oh, he says, I am a nerd. Okay. That's okay, then. So, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, Parks and Cons actually came up with my favorite one, I Mm, think. Um, And and that was Articulated Army. I'm Uh, I'm liking that. I think that's got wings. Yeah. For sure. And he says that when you promote your your different things, you can uh, ask for help in troop building. So. um, (laughs) Yeah, well, Ben should like that. Yeah. Wow, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, I, I so. think in considering the name, you yeah, just have to keep in mind that we've got three fans and one of them's my mother, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should just, you know, let them decide, right? That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. So pl- we would definitely uh, like more suggestions. I'm liking Articulated Army right now. I think it's got a ring to it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really like that one. Yeah. Um I think it does have a good army, and I, I like the troop building idea or the army building idea. Yeah. So, uh, so that could be it. Yeah, I think that I think that would be it. Yep. Let us know what you guys think, though. Yeah. Cool. Dad Matt said, "I'm more interested in how many dads listen." Mm. Yeah. Oh, I got two right I here. To- mm-hmm. I, I I told him that, uh, you know, I think we've got the middle aged. Uh, uh, Slightly overweight, slightly bald uh, demographic. We've got that pretty much sewn up. Yeah, I reckon. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, if you measure it by the number of dad jokes, oh, <laughs> heck, we are winning yeah. for sure. Winner, winner. Yeah. All right. Now, now our, our friend Owen's son um, from Plan Banter, he actually came back and informed us because we were talking about the Flaming Godzilla. Was that last week? Week before, oh, yeah, yeah, and we said they'd probably be a uh, an ice version, and uh, he did mention that <coughs> Godzilla is an ice in Godzilla raids again. <laughs> Craziness! So we can look forward to that one. Yep, yep, yep. We can have our ice Godzilla. Thank you, tweeters. Hoorah! Hoorah! Hey, we're done. All right, we did Fantastic. it. All right. Well, thank you very much for your company, gentlemen. Pleasure. Thank you for your um, astute leadership, as always. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, must be bedtime. So, yep. uh, good night, Argentina. Yay. Have fun, everybody. Happy holidays, Adam.
I hope that you get shortbread in your stocking. Oh, and thank you, Walker Shortbread, for sponsoring our um, Name That Prizes Forever. <laughs> Bye. Surprise. All inquiries to Walker Shortbread. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter, at AFBlues, and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening! we go in five four three someone rustled that was me (laughs) all right just john needless to say (laughs) no breathing in this episode please Uh, that Uh, was you mister i know it is i thought um i thought you gave him two per episode yeah but he used it up oh okay Uh, and i got blamed for you (laughs) well actually i blamed you yeah, well, yeah. But I know it's me. <laughs> when you two are done dating. Never. Right. Okay, in five, four, three. <gasps> oh, sorry. Okay. This is going to be a long line. I've missed you, lads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Ben. Uh, all right, in five, four, three. In five, four, three. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. And in our first Toy of the Week, Scotty is looking at something he picked up. Oh, for fuck's sake, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, uh, is that a criteria for being on this uh, show, though? I don't know what I'm talking about either. Fuckity fuck. <laughs> All right. See what happens when you try and just make shit up on the fly. I'm- I'm ready. Alrighty. I'm ready Let's for my it. close-up, Mr. DeMille. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Excuse me. I, 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 you're rude, I had John. to try it. You're I had rude. to try it. Do we play right. the gong as you come in? I would just like you to shut up. Thank you. Alright. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah, okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll breathe heavy through your whole so. thing. Awesome. <sighs>